welcome back to another episode of Exposing Ourselves. My name is Travis Ritchie, and I am here with my compadre and good friend... Matt Runquist. Hey, Matt. How are you? I'm good, Travis. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. Uh, This is the show where we expose each other to new things. Matt, a big music fan, will assign me one of his favorite albums or playlists to listen to each week. And I, a movie buff, will give him one of my favorite films and we'll come together on this very podcast to discuss it all. Oh, God, that's amazing. It sounds really good. (laughs) I I would love to listen to this podcast. I you you you're listening to it right now. <laughs> Inception. Can you listen to something that you are currently inside of? I I think so. I think we've established that uh through through cinema. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm into it. I'm excited. Uh this is uh we are recording this Sunday evening and our newest episode just came out. We're a couple episodes ahead, so we're recording episode 5 and Episode two just came out. Yeah. Do we need to, do we need to have such a, a a long lag? Do you think, or should we should we upload a couple extra episodes to kind of maybe give ourselves one episode of uh, of lead time? I I think that uh, well, you seem eager to get some episodes out into the world. I'm excited. Well, especially since uh, episode I think two and three are when I was up in Ojai, and I know that my audio wasn't very good, <laughs> and I was so. I'm so excited that as of last episode, uh, we seem to really get on board. Like we we matched up with our audio levels and quality, and it sounds like a really good podcast. So oh, I'm just eager for our potential fans to get to the point where we are at. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. We, we we'll have to talk about that because it does sound like a good idea, and we don't. We yeah. probably don't need three weeks of lag time. We're we're pretty diligent folk. I think so. I think so. Well, tell me about your week, by the way, speaking of weeks. My week has been very good. Been uh, Things have been a little quiet at work, so I've had a time to do some creative projects around the home. I That's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. No way, really? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, I purchased a very inexpensive guitar from the local resale shop and have completely disassembled it. And, really? And am painting it and putting glitter on it. Whoa. Then I'm going to reassemble it. Yeah, for me. And then I'm going to reassemble it. And oh. then I'm going to have a glitter guitar. A glitter. That's interesting. A glitter. I like that. Um, a glitter. <laughs> a glitterous. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> Mulva. <laughs> I just heard on I just heard on Stephen Colbert that uh, scientists have uh, found out that snakes have clitorises, which, clitori, <laughs> which is yeah, well, literally they have two apparently. Oh, so, good. Uh, See, they they went from no they went from finding none of them to finding two of them. Twice as good. I know that it's actually mm-hmm. very difficult to sex snakes. I used to have a pet snake, and they're. There is a thing that you can do, which is extremely invasive to try to find out, but uh, apparently oh. success rate is still not 100%. So I think I had a male Argentine boa, uh, but I'm not hmm. 100% sure. And are snakes the same color? Like, there's no differentiation that way with male and female? Right. Birds? There's no sex differentiation that way. When they're full grown, um, the females are, are quite a bit larger. Um, uh-huh. than the males. But typically you'd like to know before the animal is two or three years old whether it's a boy or a girl. 
I suppose. I, I imagine what it would be like if I hadn't known one way or the other for myself. So the other, the other creative project that I've been working on is I have been writing and recording uh, one song per week. Solo this is dolo what I'm excited about. in my home studio, which is to say the basement that I'm currently recording in. And uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, would you like me to tell you the name of it? I, I would, and I think I'm, I, this is, yes, please, tell me the name. The name of the project is Panko Stankhole. <laughs> okay, and tell me why. Oh, because it's a New Year's resolution. I don't ordinarily come up with New Year's resolutions, or I don't routinely. Uh-huh. Uh, but this year, I've been wanting to be more creative and, and make new things. And, uh, and so I decided to give myself a New Year's resolution to force myself to write one song a week. I came up with a list of topics or like basically seeds, you know, like story seeds uh, for for 52 weeks this year. And I am writing, recording and publishing these wow. things. Wow, that's extraordinary. And I, I will say like I uh, I used to do a lot of sketch writing and like writing something one of everything every week is uh, is a challenge but uh, what i meant was why panko stankhole oh because it's funny uh, i just like to say panko stankhole uh it it sort of rhymes. does it mean something well so is when it, a, it sounds like a dish at ihop um <laughs> so amy was decorating a local production of hedwig uh here in milwaukee and uh, we had to create a bunch of band posters for the entryway into it was in a black box. Uh, and so we made it look like a punk club. Well, oh, she nice. she made it look like a punk club, but I helped her design some of the band posters. And the, we thought it would be funny to have like these just terribly named bands on the posters and the worst one i could come up with was panko stankhole uh so you named your my your project after an imaginary worst after an imaginary band uh, for an imaginary rock star yes wow wow uh but that's not your that's not so you haven't abandoned the band name that i came up for you for i guess your other band. oh the yeah the cover band yeah the cover band the cover band is uh, No Practice, Only Play, sometimes originally styled as No Pop, but I think we've all agreed, which is to say Amy and I have agreed to call it Nopiopi. Nopiopi! Yay! <laughs> okay, good, because that, that gave me so much joy. Yeah, uh, that's it's awesome, fun to say. But... I apparently love names that are fun to say, because I think it's fun to say Pankle Stankle, too. <laughs> uh, and that, I mean, I will talk a little bit about that later with uh, the band that you chose to give me for this week, uh, was uh, Yaysayer. And I, when you gave it to me, I, I think my brain heard Sayer and kind of interpreted it as Slayer and kind of thought it was a dark name. Mm. Uh, but actually... Yaysayer is the opposite of naysayer. So it's actually a very positive name. And that really delights me. Yeah. So cool. Well, what have you been up my, to this week? Uh, uh, well, a lot. I, uh, so I'm back in LA. I guess I was back in LA last week, but I signed yesterday or the day before 
my soul new away. publishing contract. Oh, what? Public. I get. I was guessing soul. I was guessing that you were signing oh. your soul away, but it was just oh, a publishing man. contract. You know, I if 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 the devil offered me, <laughs> this is this is along the lines of yeah. <laughs> having sex with my clone, but or killing my clone. Wait, no. I would also have sex with my clone, but no. Killing my clone was the quote that we used. Uh, I would absolutely sell my soul for uh for a better career <laughs> because why not i don't uh, uh but no the, so i so i signed my new publishing contract so now i have two new book series that i'm responsible for in addition to the uh, decimus sequels and uh so that's a lot of fun so one of those book series is the inspector chronicles book series uh, based on the web series that i did which was based on the role that i had on the tv show community and the other book series is called uh, the the tiger the tiger tales, and it is uh, the first one is the tiger and the prince, which is about a tiger who befriends a prince. Uh, it's right there in the title. The name is very on the nose. It on the tiger's nose. Exactly. On the tiger's nose. Cute little tiger nose. And yeah, so um, so yeah, but it's fun because the tiger and the prince is already written, so that's not going to take much work. The Inspector Chronicles. Uh, book the first book is the novelization of the movie that uh, I already had written, but it's very different. There's a lot more to it than what's in the movie, as is common with novelizations. But it's only got the first draft done, so I have to go back and do a completely uh, a- another whole draft on it. And I had trouble after I finished the first draft. I was kind of burned out on it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So um, it's taken me a little bit of time to feel like i'm ready to get back to it but i am now so so that's very exciting that is all really exciting news thank you thank you um well let's get back let's get into the uh, conversation about our movies you want to go movie or sound first um let's do let's do movie first all right so your movie was steven spielberg's 1987 opus Empire of the Sun. Yeah, it sure was. Can you give us a little intro? Uh, tell the tell the crowd who's never seen it what they're <laughs> in for. Well, you know, and it's interesting because this movie is fairly unsung in the uh, Spielberg oeuvre. Not many people have seen it or are aware that it's one of his films. This is a movie that uh, stars Christian Bale in his first big movie role as a young British boy living in, is it Saigon? It is Shanghai. Shanghai. And uh, as it is invaded by the Japanese at the start of World War II. And so he is taken into a Japanese internment camp and is raised there for several years, separated from his parents. And he kind of gets this new, builds this new life and, you know, has this new kind of improvised, improv, improvised family, I guess. And... Um, I don't know. That's about it. And okay. so I don't yeah. want to ruin the ending, I guess. I mean, we can talk about the ending. <laughs> I mean, but... I wouldn't call it like a twist ending or anything, but... No, it's okay. not. So, so I'm we gonna... can talk about it when we get there. I'm going to read something to you, and I think uh-huh. by reading this to you, you're going to get an impression of how I felt about this. Because you said this is one of his unsung movies, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, 1941, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T., Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, The Color Purple, Empire of the Sun. Okay. So this is the, the, that's the a chronological release of his 
uh, his movies. This is an insane run of movies. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've honestly never heard of 1941, but the rest of those are... What? The, oh, the well, rest no, of those... it is famous for being bad, actually. Well, well it's, it's his shot as a, at a comedy. It stars John Belushi. I, I, I mean, I looked it up. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, Empire of the Sun is all, also famous for being bad. <laughs> what? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, man, that there's that is an insane run of movies. This is a guy who basically invented the blockbuster along with along with uh, the first Star Wars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that you know the rest of the seventies crop of directors got a lot more credit for being like you know true to their vision or gritty or something you're talking like coppola and uh, those guys coppola and those guys yeah and uh it's funny i was trying to i was talking this out with my wife a little bit earlier and i was trying to remember other because there's like three or four like really high profile uh yeah yeah yeah. and i couldn't i could i was like coppola and the other ones. Yep. I said Kubrick, okay. but he's really more of a 60s guy. But anyways. Um, I but, would put Kubrick in that, in that same yeah. group. Sure. But my, you know, my theory is, is that Steven Spielberg was sick of people not taking him seriously, thinking that he just made popcorn movies. And, and he, wanted, he wanted to be serious. And so he did The Color Purple right before this. And then he did this. This is adapted from a autobiography or a memoir of J.G. Ballard, who mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was raised in similar circumstances and was interred during the Second World War. And I I got to admit, it feels aimless at a lot of points. And it also... So here here's my big reads on it. It feels aimless okay. at a lot of points. Laying the whole movie on a 12-year-old's shoulders is tough. That's a big ask. Even for what we know Christian Bale to have become as an actor, there are a mm-hmm. lot of points in this movie when you're just like, I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that was a choice or if that's just bad. And uh Interesting. And then I felt like the focus of the movie is simultaneously too big and too small, right? Like, if it's the story of a kid, kid's experience of war, okay, great. But then there's, like, uh-huh. all these, like, super dramatic set pieces with, like, big action scenes and, and literally cast of thousands of extras, right? This is the 80s. You don't – there are no CGI crowds, right? Sure. Um, thousands, thousands of extras in a couple of these scenes, especially when they're escaping Shanghai or not escaping yeah. Shanghai in his case, you know, and of course it's trying to address, you know, the Japanese military invasion of China and World War Two and the perspective of a child in war and the horrors of war and the moments of beauty in war. And like, there's like all this like really, really big stuff, but it's also just the story of this kid. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I wanted, I wanted either a movie that didn't have so much epic scope 
or one that didn't focus so heavily on this kid? Because I got to hmm. admit, I don't feel like the kid is the most important or most interesting part of this movie or the most interesting character in this movie. So it does feel weird to have like a two hour and 40 minute movie about the character who's not the most interesting character in the movie. Well, but I mean, uh, it's interesting that you say that. I feel like it's a, it's, it's a perspective movie, right? Right. So it's, it's seeing his perspective of the film and, and I'll admit I did not have a chance to rewatch it. I've seen this movie a dozen times at least. It was uh, one of the ones that I really liked to watch when I was a kid, when I was only a few years younger than uh, Christian Bale. So I think that that's one of the things that connected me with the movie as an, at an early age. But uh, So I, I, I can't speak to if it holds up, but in my memory it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love, the, I love John Williams' score. I still listen to that. And uh, I love the music. The, uh, there's a couple of um, Jim is uh, Bale's character is a uh, in a choir in a boys' choir, and he and the 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 singer who provides his voice has this just beautiful clean uh, voice that he sings some of these arias, and uh, I still listen to them and 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 am you know uh, made teary eyed because of it, but. Uh, it's interesting that you that, that you had that take on it. Um yeah, I you know, obviously it's a beautiful movie. The cast is unreal, right? Joe Pantoliano, Ben Stiller looking like right, he's a young ju- Ben Stiller. Just he's out of high school. Is he is he in high school? He might still be in high school in this movie. He's, he was a little kid. He looks very young. Amy spotted him right away, and yeah. I, I was like, "No, that's John not- Malkovich, oh, though." Miranda John, Richardson, John Malkovich, Miranda Richardson. Yeah, it's a it's a really v- very very good cast, but um, I I just didn't feel like the story. Yeah, I, I wanted it to I wanted it to be smaller or bigger. Hmm. Um, there's also a lot of history that is sort of hazily referenced in it that is not explained if you and so if you're not a huge world war ii history buff there's a lot of Mm -hmm. stuff that just sort of happens that you're not sure what the heck is going on like it was not at all clear to me that this camp that he was in was just outside of shanghai you know Mm. i I found that out from wikipedia Um, yeah did it matter yeah, I mean, having a sense of place matters. Yes, absolutely. Well, the the reason I ask is because I think from for me, one of the things that I like about movies like this and uh, the thing that it does is when you're looking through the eyes of a child, there are things that the child doesn't know. He doesn't know where in the world he is. He doesn't know what else is going on in the world. Like the scope of the war is so far removed from his personal experience when all he's trying to do is survive. And, you know, he's a kid who still likes airplanes and um, he and he just kind of misses his family, but also has to grow up very quickly. Um, yeah, that's I, what I like about I not ab- necessarily being given all that information. No, I absolutely agree with you. It does a really good job of of sort of ruthlessly sticking to the perspective of the child. And I, it's probably because it's from a, a memoir. Uh, mm hmm by J.G. Ballard, who is, you know, a celebrated author. Um, 
but for yeah. me it just didn't it didn't work like i said i wanted i wanted less or i wanted more but th- That's fair. this was this was tough for me it was a it was a bit of a slog you know oh wow okay yeah. all right yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, it's not. It's definitely a drama, which can be tougher. Yeah. And uh, it's not going to be a um, a super fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, in it, it it basically exists as a series of vignettes about his time in the camp. Yeah. I mean, there's a good half hour before he goes into the camp, and there's a little bit afterwards. Yep. But it's basically a series of vignettes, and and some of those are never paid off. You know, uh, like mm. there's this there's this extended sequence where they're setting traps for pheasants and he there's it's a long sequence five or six minutes where he's like sneaking out into the field and nearly caught by a soldier and he's saved by another soldier and uh and then we never find out if they caught any pheasants well but it's kind of one of those things where it's like this is just what they do you know it's what he does every day i do understand that but it did feel like i think we can assume that he gets pheasants at some point maybe not this trip but it's right i guess i didn't understand why we had to assume that like have a little meal or something it's okay you know i Uh, okay there, there were there were definitely uh there was definitely plenty of time uh in the movie to to have you know those dots connected but yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I understand what it was trying to do, and I agree that it did the thing that it was trying to do. I just found the thing that it was trying to do pretty pretty tough. That is fair. That is absolutely fair. I will say that when at the end, when uh, the happy ending happens, and uh, Jim is he's this older kid now and they take the older kids and they put them in these, um, in these groups and have parents, you know, come by to see if they can find their children. Uh, he has long since given up on the idea of ever getting, you know, finding his parents ever again. Doesn't remember what his mom looks like. Yeah. He says that that actually was well set up. See, that was the kind of like, hey, here's setup, and then there's payoff later in the movie that I felt like it could use more, like it could have used more connections longitudinally through the movie, you know? Okay. Yep. Uh, but when when he's standing there in that group of kids and his mom sees him, uh-huh. and they connect, it just oh makes me cry every time. I every time I watch the movie, I would have to call my mom immediately afterwards Aww. and tell her how much I loved her. Uh, just because of that. So, and did you also remember what she looked like? I do remember what my mom looks like. Although it is interesting now we've been FaceTiming a lot more recently because I finally got her internet at her farm mm-hmm. through uh, SpaceX, you know, satellite yeah. internet, and uh, and so I'm seeing her face now, and it's not the face that I had in my memory of yeah. her. Yeah, um, that's which really is interesting. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, what do you rate it? Oh God! I'll accept that it's not a perfect movie. By the way, I, I, I will give you that. And even Spielberg said, uh, "Empire." I think you, the quote that I read was, uh, "Empire wasn't a uh, commercial product. It wasn't. It wasn't going to have broad audience appeal. But he's earned the right to fail commercially," which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, he knew it was not a great movie. Um, <laughs> what did it make? It made. Uh, let's see. It cost twenty five million, and the box office was sixty six million. So not awful. He made money. made for only twenty five million. That's really oh, impressive. Yeah. Movies were not very expensive back in the day, and a and a drama, a drama over twenty five million dollars was fairly unheard of. Yeah, this is true. 
back in I the mean, 80s. there was there was a lot of real airplane footage in there and mm-hmm. so anyways, um God, I I please don't hate me. I I won't hate you. Okay, well, I I give it. You've been very generous with your scores for my movie choices thus far. So yeah, well, I'm gonna give this one a three. I did not. Whoa! Yeah, below average even. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, well, well below average. I mean, that does hurt a little bit. I I, I wasn't ready for that. I I tried to prepare you, but you apparently did, you there did. was I, no preparing you. I thought you were trying to prepare me for like a five or a six or something. But <laughs> you thought I was trying. I've told oh. you. I warned you last week. I am I am all about using the whole scale. This every every movie is between a six and an eight thing. That's not me. That's oh no. I I agree. No, I absolutely will agree with you that there are movies that are. <laughs> Lower numbered movies for sure. <laughs> uh, all right, but I think for me, uh, I don't remember. I think I rated it pretty high on IMDb, but uh, I think without without rewatching it, just as it exists in my memory, yes, I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, I w- um, I would have guessed nine for you. I would have guessed. Nine. I think probably it was an, a nine, but you've talked me down to an eight. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm really curious. We might have to do a little sidebar next episode uh, to see if you can watch this movie and and see if really you like still feel the it. same way about it that you that you yeah do in your yeah, memory. For sure, but it isn't. That is an interesting thing too. The uh, when the emotional connection we get to movies from our childhoods uh, does linger, doesn't it? Yeah, and uh, there are there are some movies from my childhood that I've rewatched, like. Um, Oh, specifically, I was thinking about the Dark Crystal, mm-hmm. which does not hold up for me. Oh no! And yeah, I did not like it when I rewatched it yeah. as an adult. Yeah, uh, but the but Labyrinth does. Labyrinth so. absolutely does. Uh, Dark Crystal has some really. I mean, I don't know what you didn't like about it. I there there's some really beautiful imagery and. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously stunning puppetry, but like, yeah. yeah, as a movie, it is just a little like, uh, not quite there, mm-hmm. which is disappointing. Yeah. Uh, it was. And so I haven't even watched the series yet. Yeah. So, um, were we just talking, were we talking before we rolled about, uh, you are watching, uh, Andor now? I am watching Andor now. Yep. And I've That's awesome. recommended the Willow TV series to you. Yeah, uh, and so that was a yeah. lot more. Which humor. I rewatched the movie recently, Willow, and was it's there a lot of great? Was there a lot of humor in the movie? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah the the TV yeah. show is very much the same way. Great. Uh, lots okay. lots of like humor, action, romance, good stuff. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I'm good to. He- I'm glad to hear that it was good because I had not given it a try yet, and uh, I've it, been watching a lot of mediocre. You, mu- you might want to wait. They're almost done with it. I think seven episodes are out. You might want to wait to see if they land the plane. Okay. All right. I'll let Great. you know. I, that is important. That is important. And I will say that um, Andor got better and better as it went. And I uh, I don't know. How far are you into it? Uh, episode 11. I was in oh, the middle so of yeah. Until you called nice, me. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, almost done. But, oh, man, great stuff, great stuff. So, um, all right, fantastic. Well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about music. Let's talk about Odd Blood by oh, Yaysayer. So, I am so excited. I'm excited, to talk too. talk about this. I'm really curious. I, so, 
just as a reminder to everyone, I chose Odd Blood by Yaysayer not because I have a big overarching plan for what I want Travis to listen to, but because I had listened to the album shortly before recording last week and really reminded myself that I loved it. And I thought this looks a good one for Travis to listen to. It's upbeat. Let's go for it. Uh, Yaysayer is a American. I I want to say rock only because. The, the, it's hard to find a term that exactly describes them. A experimental rock band, maybe. Okay. A lot of keyboards and synthesizers, but uh, you yeah. You know who, who was called to mind was Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Wow, that's a that's a compliment, I think. From the eighties, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, who was the uh, lead guy on that? It was a, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman, right? Yeah. So yeah, very uh, kind of that feel, very a little odd, a little strange. But so fun. Yeah. Except Ooh. for the first track in the album. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, when it, when it started, I was a little pissed at you yeah. for, uh, for assigning this album to me. Because I was like, I was, uh, it, it is dark and grinding and not pleasant to listen to in the ears. And... <laughs> Okay, uh, it is so this the is, worst way to start an album. This I is, don't know why they did this. This is where I need to remind you that you should definitely listen to the podcast because I distinctly remember telling you to listen to the song Ambling Alp a couple of times before listening to the album. Uh, and if you really? had done, and if you had done that. Uh, I think you would have been I don't, okay. I, I, I listen to these when I'm on my hikes, and I just turn them on, and I start to play. And I don't want to. I don't. Wanna, I can't. I can't be bothered going forward and backward and and doing all that. Um, but I, so I, this song played, and I was I was trudging through it. So and this song is a three. Is that what you're saying? The song is is a one. That song is a I one. I hated it. Okay. I hated it. Hated and as, it. And. And and I will it it pulls down the value of the album, especially <laughs> as the first song on it. Like if it had been at the end, if it had been like a a bonus track of like here's an experimental little thing we did, then then I might have been okay with it. But as it stands, so let's take track one off the track board. Track one is for a off bit. the track one is off the table, off the board. There we go. The rest of the album is delightful. Yeah, it is. It is fun. It is playful. Uh, the 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 problem that I had with last week's album's lyrics being uh, a little too much mm-hmm. isn't the case here. the The lyrics are are interesting and clever and evocative, but just like at the right level. Yeah. And uh, and a couple of the songs, like you mentioned, "Ambling Up" is is just a delight to listen to. I have. I have thumbed up it. I have Ooh. given it a thumbs up oh, on my a bold uh, choice. Yeah, on my you know, and I don't I don't do that willy nilly. <laughs> uh, it is it, a song must be and, and and I have actually thought about this because uh, I thought about the disadvantage that you have assigning me music versus me assigning you movies, and that is to say that it is a lot easier for a movie to be awesome on one viewing, sure. I think, then possibly it is for music to be uh, regarded as a favorite thing on one listen. Yeah. 
Uh, but I will say that this is this came really close to that. Wow. Once I got past that first song, I was uh, just walking along, really enjoying every every track was a little different. Yeah, they were all. Uh, they yeah, all had this some is sort not of... this is not an album where you're like, wait, is this the same song or is this a different song? Like every every mm-hmm. song has a very unique feel. This is uh, early in their career. They had done, I think this is their second full-length album, and they had done earlier stuff that was, I would say, more experimental, uh, weirder. Um, This was kind of their play for, you know, mainstream success. Clearly, it it was a different time, and, you know, I think... it's 2010. It's not that long ago. Yeah, but but in terms of, like, mainstream success, you know, MGMT had been really big with a few few tracks, and and they're... It's funny, I've never heard of that. Is that another one of their bands or a different band? No, MGMT is a different band uh, that had some pretty wild success with some weird burbling synthesizers and things that Mm -hmm. are sort of in this range okay um yeah got it uh i i also especially liked uh, i this and ambling up ambling alp is not the only song that i thumbed up uh i also uh did that can you guess the other song i'd be curious one one no no Uh, close uh one was good they were all good yeah what is it i really liked rome oh okay there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, Rome was just a, a lot of fun to listen to as well, and yeah. uh, so overall, really fun album. Uh, I've, I've, a couple of the songs will certainly make it into my regular playlist, in so much as I listen to music, which is not a whole lot. Oh, I'm really excited for you to make like a mixtape for your next boyfriend, and then you'll just oh. drop Ambling Alp in there, and you'll seem eight times cooler. Oh, that that could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Here's if a few I have things a I've found about this, though. You probably haven't heard of it. You probably haven't heard of this. It is extraordinary how much I have, how much, how unaware I am of music that is out there. Like the stuff that you have assigned me. I, I had heard of the Decemberists, but I had never heard of this band at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly none of these songs were familiar to me, which was also interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, the guy's voice that I, I, I had a problem with the, the guy's voice yeah. last week. This guy's voice was much more pleasant to listen to, yeah. even though it wasn't, uh, it wasn't traditionally like styled. It was easy to listen to. And it also felt like he had a control over his voice mm-hmm. that, uh, that maybe last week's guy didn't. And, um, and so maybe he was, a, it sounds like he was a better singer. Sure. You know, so so I really enjoyed that. Um, What else? I mean, just yeah, the instruments were fun. Uh, The the I liked the beat. It was I liked the pace of the songs. A lot of them were kind of faster paced, which was which made them, I don't know, kind of joyful. You know? Yeah, I would say that this is a joyful album for sure. It's there's a lot of you know the the lyrical themes are not terribly deep, but. but they're interesting and you can like spend a little time with them burbling around in your head and, and get into it for sure. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I really, I really did appreciate it. Um, I think that I will give, uh, I will give the album, uh, a pretty good score. I would say, 
You know what? I would say probably a, a, a nine. I'm thinking, you know, I, I almost compared it to um, to something like uh, Made in England or uh, or River of Dreams, which are some of my favorite album albums wow. and which are just a really good album. This I would give a nine if it did not have that first song on it. Well, you know what? I'm going to make you a special a special playlist just for you. Nobody else can have this. I'm going to make it unlisted. It's going to be the whole album without that <laughs> without first track on song. it. I, it I just, it's going to take it, me a while. I'm going to have to spend some time in the mines trying to figure out, hacking away at that first song, <laughs> excising it from the playlist. But I will do that for you because I love you. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, yeah, it, if, if, if my advice to any listener that tunes in and finds the al- uh, albums on um, our YouTube music, uh, and I think you can go into the... Uh, the 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 show notes probably yes do you list them yeah the show so notes. they are in the show notes and find these albums uh, probably as a rule we should probably put the album we're talking about and also next week's assignment in the show notes yeah oh yeah we probably should actually yeah <laughs> uh, but so you can talk you can hear about both of those but uh, yeah because we want you to listen to next week's album with us yeah so. absolutely. Oh, but this was this was good, and uh, it, with with that song, now I would say the addition of that song drags this down a point or two. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Let's now calm down. It's a bad. Calm. It's a bad addition. Yeah. It should have. Well. Someone should have said, you know, <laughs> cut the children out of this album. This, this blood is too odd. It's it's weird. It's weird, and it, it's I don't know. I'm I'm I'd be curious to ask someone. Why? Why? <laughs> Travis, not a fan of the minor key. <laughs> Whew. Uh, I like I like happy stuff. I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 on record as saying that. I think. Well, Very. that's good. All right. Well, I will I will give this album a nine, and even with the first track, because I actually enjoy things that are noisy and dissonant and weird. Uh, but. Uh, well, yeah. and I was gonna say uh, to the to the other point though that even albums like Made in England and and uh, and uh, what are River, the, the River of Dreams, River of Dreams that I mentioned, they also have a bad song each. Oh yeah, that I don't like from each album. So you know, a bad I think song that's is not. Really, yeah, it's really common. Um, Bridge over troubled water. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard the song "So Long, Frank Lloyd Wright"? Not that I know of. Oh, just atrocious, and it keeps. It keeps that from being a perfect album. It really does. Like Bridge Over Troubled Water is just like, you know, Cecilia and Bridge Over Troubled Water and The Boxer and America and like like all these just absolutely classic tracks. There's a couple of things from their live concert in Central Park. And then the end of side one is this incredibly slow, boring song. The lyrics of which are so long, Frank Lloyd Wright. Architects may come and architects may go, but never change your point of view. Wow, it's it, a it's it, a it's a candle in the wind. It's a candle uh, in the for, wind for Frank Lloyd Wright. For Frank Lloyd it's Wright. So bad. It's that's so bad. A, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's it's their goodbye, Norma Jean, for <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright. <laughs> goodbye, Frank Lloyd. Uh, all right. Well, um, that's great. All let's right. uh, let's talk about we, next are, week. Next week, man, yeah. I have for the first time oh. a movie independent <laughs> of your 
song choice, and it All is right. topical. Oh, a topical uh, movie. Because should I just give it to you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you should just give it to me. Give it to me All as right. fast as you can, Travis. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no verbal lubricant. lubrication at all. No. Here it is. Here it is. The uh, uh, no, I am going to have you watch the uh, the best movie of 2022, which you possibly have not seen, but it is, in my prediction, going to win without without nominations even having come out yet. It's going to win best picture. And that movie is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about it a little bit last week, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I suspected this might be coming. Uh, is it on? I think it's appropriate because uh, in our time, we are coming into the uh, Golden Globes, which air in two days. And, okay. uh, and it is nominated for Best Comedy and uh, Musical, which it is not, really. <laughs> but that has never mattered before. Uh, so it's not nominated for drama. And it's the thing about this movie is that it is fun and it is it does have comedic moments, but it is also got very serious themes of uh, of family and, uh, and and the relationship between a mother and daughter. And uh, it's so it's got very deep themes wrapped up in wacky, fun you know stuff so now i want to i'll preface this by saying i have seen this movie twice in theaters and loved it each time i have talked to two people separate people who've watched it at home whether on streaming or via you know whatever can i get a clarification two separate people these are individuals separate from one another correct okay yes not the same yes. person asked twice. Right, exactly. Okay. So uh, I, I, I thought I made that clear. Uh, but, so they, they've, but they've told me that both of them said they wouldn't, weren't able to get through it. Wow. And that's why they were watching it at home. And I suspect that there is something about sitting in a theater being forced to, uh, to pay attention and absorb everything about this movie. Because it is dense with visual references and all these things that if you're sitting there and you have your phone open off to the side and are, you know, having a second screen experience, you're going to miss it. And I don't think you're going to like it as much. Okay. That's my suspicion. So my promise to you is I will, I will put my phone down for this movie and I will, I will just watch the movie. Please do. And I do think try to watch it, uh, not alone. If you watch it with somebody so that you can experience you can experience the experience of watching it with a, with another person. Well, I have I have useful. dogs, so I never watch movies alone. It's not the same. It's not. They they don't appreciate it as much. Okay. Well, they're pretty smart dogs. The, you know, I love the baby. I love the fur babies, but <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, when it comes to you know dense metaphor in movies, yeah. Well, I'm not great with dense metaphor in movie either, so. But we will say it's not it's not dense. I don't want to say it's dense metaphor this movie, but that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we'll have to put spoiler alerts up for next episode for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, our, in that next episode, I think by by the time we talk again, we will know whether it has won the Golden Globe or not. And yeah. by the time our audience listens to this episode, they will know whether it has won. Yeah. 
that'll be exciting. All right. Well, I also have a playlist for you. Um, and I asked you Shocking. this last week. Uh, the band Heim, are you familiar mm-hmm. with them? All caps, H-A-I-M. Uh, they are a group of three sisters uh, in California who started a band together. And their debut album is called Days Are Gone. And it's really okay. good. And so right. I, I, yeah, I, I made it. Can you it. describe it a little bit? Can you give me a little? Uh... I would call it pop rock. Okay. That's what I would say. I am into pop rock. Say. Yeah. I would, I would say All it's right. pop rock. And it's pretty straightforward. How old is this album? Uh, it is from 20, oh, come on. I was so close. 2013. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So fairly, yeah, fairly it's recent. Pre- it's pretty recent. Um, and they've come out with a, an album since then, uh, which is also pretty good, but this is, this is the one, you know, this okay. is the one. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So excited. All right. Well, uh, I think we can probably wrap it up. Uh, we're yeah. a little bit early. We're going to let you go uh, about 10 minutes early here. And uh, I can uh, live with that. Matt, me too. Me too. Uh, Matt, it's a delight uh, seeing your face and it's hearing your voice. It's always a good time. Always a good time. Hey, thanks Thank for, you for expo- exposing yourself to me. Uh, we're gonna, <laughs> let's redo it. Let's redo it. Uh, we totally no. fucked it. Oh, we're just, just going to do it first. We're going to go with that. You're going to explore. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I am always happy to expose myself to you, Matt. And I am always happy to expose myself to you. Oh, thanks. All right. Have a good night. I'll talk to you next week. Good night, everyone.